Welcome to Starry Alignment, the weekly horoscope podcast for visionary lightworkers. I am your host, Stevie Medina, aligning you with the sacred rhythm between Earth and the living sky. Hello, beautiful souls. Thank you to all of you who have been patiently waiting for this horoscope to come out. This weekend was incredible, and I would definitely say that the Jupiter trying to Uranus really lit up my weekend and in the best way. But thank you so much if you've been waiting to receive this horoscope. I'm really excited to be delivering it to you all. And I wanted to share a little bit about how this weekend went because some amazing things happened that I'm happy to celebrate with you. And I think it's kind of nice to share with you some personal context with all of these, you know, changes that we're moving through together. So on Thursday, I got to go to the city to meet one of my previous mentees and dear friend, Jen, and she hosted me in her home. And I got to also go with Jen to see Starbirth perform live in Manhattan in a salt cave and um, if you don't know Starbirds are the musicians that create the music for this podcast that you're hearing right now in the background as I speak and their music is tuned to the frequency of the planets this track we're listening to right now is tuned to the vibration of Sagittarius season and so it is purposely uh, designed to connect us with the vibration of the planets and tones that will help us heal through each season. So it was a a complete honor to meet Ash and Matt, the musicians that create the music for this podcast in person and hug them. I even got to give Ash a little time massage and um, yeah, it was just a beautiful, beautiful time. And then um, I actually was uh, connected through this Venus-Saturn conjunction on the day that that happened last week. I think that was Thursday. Uh, with Joshua Dorfman, who is someone I was connected through with Instagram. And uh, he invited me to come do a 2020 healing ceremony at a place called Heal House in Brooklyn, New York on New Year's Eve. So this was a really exciting thing as well. And um, there's going to be a link to that in the description of this episode. If you're in the New York City or tri-state area or you want to fly out to New York City to experience uh, the new year in New York City, then I would love for you to come and join this workshop. It is going to be really, really epic. I'm going to share more about it as we move into the horoscope and um, be right before the rune. So stay tuned for that. But um, we got to go to dinner with Joshua, me and some friends, and it was quite a beautiful night. And then I got to go to Cosm the next day with my client and friend, Jen, bring her there for the first time. Cosm is also known as the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors, which is an amazing uh, visionary art church, which really birthed the work that I do. Um, and who I've become. It's also where I met my husband and I found my spirituality. So um, I got to bring someone I care about so much to this place and um, of course see the community that I've been connecting with there for 10 years and um, also say goodbye to some friends who are transitioning to different places in the world and also give readings. So if you're also listening to this podcast and you got a reading and welcome to the podcast and um Normally, I actually don't give these life updates, but it just felt really appropriate because this weekend was extremely profound. 
Um, and then on Sunday, I spent the weekend at Cosm or the day at Cosm in Art Church, um, doing a Reiki Thai yoga, uh, flying acro yoga exchange with Jen, um, and of course seeing friends and having to travel home. So with all of that said, since Thursday, it has been energy, high vibrational, like not much sleep. So it is now Monday and I'm recording the horoscope. Um, so thank you again for your patience. It has really just uh, been a radical weekend for me and I'm really excited to begin to share the horoscope now. So this horoscope is for the week of December 16th through the 22nd of 2019. So to all of my people listening to the horoscope right now on the podcast, I do want to let you know that you can hop over on over to YouTube and see all the visuals of the chart. If you're interested in seeing the aspects as I go over them with you, you can do that or you can just, of course, stay tuned on the audio. And I'm also trying a new thing, um, which I'm calling freestyle forecasting, um, where I do analyze all the transits and come up with some um, interpretations, but I'm going to be sharing with you in a way that is more fluid, as you can tell with me sharing more personal things with you. Um, so I hope you enjoy this free form forecasting um, and you can surrender into the flow with me. So without further ado, let's hop into Monday's energy. So on Monday, December 16th, we had the moon in Leo, and we just experienced the full moon in Gemini this past Thursday. So now the moon has moved a little farther along, and we are now in the waning gibbous phase of the moon. And the waning gibbous phase is that of an energy that is where the fruits can start to fall from the tree, metaphorically after the flowering of the full moon blossom and when we start to get these fruits we are harvesting the blessings of the intentions that we set with the sagittarius new moon so this is a very dynamic time right now especially with the moon in leo um, where the moon represents how we are feeling and what our mood is like so leo is an archetype that is very playful very energetic it's also illuminating it rules the heart um, so it's very much about being heart-centered and doing things based on the power of choice. So right now with the moon in its waning gibbous phase, it's also a time of reflecting and having gratitude for the things that have come to fruition in this cycle. And this is a yin phase, so it is about receiving and about allowing yourself to witness all of the learnings and teachings that have been coming through. So right at the start of the day on Monday, um, we actually had Mars and the moon square off perfectly. So you can see here on the chart, um, as we got to about noon in the day Eastern time, um, this square started to separate, but right at the start of the day at around 6 a.m. on Monday morning, um, we had the square playing out, which may have had you start your day feeling like there was something that you needed to get done or that um, there was something that you wanted to take action with um, that might have required some courage, might have required some playfulness and some um, creativity around how to handle that potential problem or work through an obstacle. Um, this square from the moon and fixed 
Aquarians, the fixed fire sign of Leo, to Mars in his home sign of Scorpio, in the fixed water sign. It acts as a catalyst to the start of this week to go after what we want, even if we are in the process of doing things differently from the past. So as the day progressed, we also had the moon perfectly trine the sun in Sagittarius. So we have both the moon and the sun in fire signs. So there is this activation of a trining going on, which can be very uplifting and can help ease tension as we move throughout this day. So once the once the moon squared the sun, I'm sorry, trying the sun um, at around 5 p.m. on Monday, it did go void of course. So the moon is going to be void of course until about two in the morning on Tuesday. So when we were experiencing the culmination of the moon trining the sun. It, it actually created this environment for us to really express ourselves and for us to be aware of what it is that we want to be bringing out to the world, where our heart is guiding us, the kinds of teachings and philosophies with the sun in Sagittarius that we are feeling called to, you know, weave into the world through our magic, through our presence. Um, I actually spent the day um, with another client today. Um, at a water bar where we were drinking crystal infused water and um, talking about the thoughts in motion and how this is, you know, life is our thoughts and how our creativity and our beliefs are what create our reality. So it was just such a, um, you know, synchronistic experience to be thinking about the power of thought and how through that thought we are able to move into flow. So this energy hopefully for you also created an environment where you were able to flow and be playful and um, have some realizations about your own beliefs. Um, let's see. So as the day continued um, and we went into this void of course period into the evening on, on Monday, um, and if you're, if you're just catching this on Monday night, then um, during this void period, it's a really good time to allow yourself to rest, allow yourself to move your body and pump the blood throughout your body since Leo does rule the heart and this energy of circulation. And when we have the moon void, what it means is that it's not applying in an aspect to any other planet in the sky. So during that time, it's a bit of inertia. There is this time of introspection and, um, you know, peace and quiet in a way. So on this Monday night, maybe you had a chance to kind of turn in and take things slower and rest to get ready for the next day. So as we move into the week and we come to Tuesday, the moon will actually move into the sign of Virgo. After that void of course period, the moon moves into Virgo at uh, 2.15 in the morning on Tuesday morning. And Virgo is a sign that is ruled by Mercury. So it is very detail oriented. And when we have the moon in Virgo, we are often very inclined to get organized and to finish things up from the past as a way of also preparing for the future. So this is a very good day and the next few days with the moon in the sign to really get organized and to work out the details to the harvest that is coming from this full moon and all the blessings that have come out the moon is waning and the light is starting to disperse into the darkness so 
we are also going to be continuing to move through this waning gibbous phase where it is it is more yin it is more passive and it is through gratitude that we can continue to cultivate more of that which we are grateful for that has come about through our you know the peak of the full moon and also the intentions that we set a few weeks ago when we had the new moon in Sagittarius so as we move into the day on Tuesday the moon is going to trine Uranus perfectly and it's also going to trine Jupiter in Capricorn so you can see here on my screen at around noon we'll have this grand earth trine between Uranus uh, Jupiter and the moon so last week and Sunday this trine between Jupiter and Uranus perfected and um, it is in this day on Tuesday that we're going to be feeling the the amplification of that because the moon is this archetype that helps us to feel and to um, create a certain mood or certain awareness of something and so the moon now has a an ability to see Uranus and to see Jupiter trining one another from where the moon is in the sky and from this there may be this realization of some exciting new potentials for expansion and self-expression that is very revolutionary very different even the way I started my podcast and the way that I'm feeling you know called to be communicating with you is expansive and it's sort of shaking up the status quo it is shaking up the routine in a way that is um, trusting in the abundance trusting in um, what has already been built and continuing to build upon that with faith that changing things up will in some way work out and help us to grow and help us to expand. So this is an opportunity to get rooted in this new routine or even spiritual practice that will better support your longevity and your overall effectiveness because earth signs are that which are material they are grounded and with Jupiter now in Capricorn I don't know if you've noticed the shift over the last now three weeks that we've had Jupiter in this sign um, you know there is this like shifting around the structures and the routines and with this trying to Uranus it is almost like we are breaking through um, some stagnation so welcome spontaneity welcome new ideas um, especially relating to technology and systems on Tuesday we're also going to see the moon beginning to square Mercury so this aspect is actually going to perfect at around 12 30 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday night so it's like Tuesday night that we're going to be feeling the intensity of the square from the moon to Mercury so again the moon connects to our emotions our overall mood and Mercury is the archetype of the mind of communication and squares are these um, 90 degree angles that create tension that um, cr actually create a certain a certain turning point where we are realizing what we could be doing differently um, squares are traditionally connected to the energy of Mars and Mars is that uh, archetype of doing so when we have squares happening we can think about um, being called to maybe change what we're doing 
Um, so this is a good opportunity to get organized and to pay attention to what is causing you mental tension or stress because of the square from the Virgo moon, the one that loves to get organized and the we're having Mercury in Sagittarius and this is actually Mercury's place of his fall or his detriment. Um, so it is one of the um, quote-unquote most difficult places for Mercury to be because he is not able to function in his uh, ability to travel through information in a way that is somewhat um, organized or even um, very clear on the details, clear on all the moving parts. Jupiter and Sagittarius is our, our minds start to see more of an expansive view. We start to think about how things are working on a philosophical or a um, larger view functional sense versus all of the gears and the moving parts and juicing those up. This is a time where our minds are kind of focused on our belief system, our spirituality. This is the time of um, many holidays to celebrate the solstice coming this Saturday. So again, I just inv I invite you to think about what is causing you mental stress and to pay attention to how you can become more organized, especially on Tuesday, um, to avoid getting caught in these mental loops and to clear a path that is more feminine and more caring. Um, write things down to see how these things um, have come together over time and how they can shift as you're moving through the Sagittarian energy, as you're maybe examining your beliefs, you're examining um, the overall general structures that are supporting the creation of the specific, the navigation of the details in your life. So I invite you to take this time on Tuesday to really feel into what you're being motivated to work through in terms of your thoughts and to be patient with yourself and others in the meantime. So as we move into Wednesday, the moon is still going to be in the sign of Virgo, just a little further along. And overnight, we're going to have that square to Mercury. And um, in the morning at around 5.30 a.m. Eastern Time, the moon is also going to perfectly oppose Neptune in Pisces. So Tuesday night, you may want to go to bed early, kind of rest your mind. Um, the opposition from the Virgo moon to Neptune, which will perfect early in the morning, again at like 5.30 in the morning on Wednesday. So as that we move into the night, there is this like uh, this drawing towards and this pulling um, push pull of like uh, mentally feeling stirred. Um, and again, the, the moon in Virgo is also ruled by Mercury, uh, Mercury in his detriment right now. So it'll be helpful to really just allow yourself to trust, to allow yourself to relax and to create space for um, just to like allow yourself to dream and to uh, close your eyes and let the mind rest. So creating some space from thinking and communicating, all of that might be really helpful on, on Tuesday night as we move into Wednesday morning. So as we move into the rest of the day on Wednesday, we're going to have the moon in Virgo perfectly sextile Mars. 
and Mars will also be perfectly sextiling Saturn. So this week, um, even if we turn it back, turn the day back, starting on Monday, um, starting on Monday, we're going to have Mars in a sextile to Saturn um, applying by just one degree. So when planets are, um, you know, Mars is at 18, and Saturn is at 19. Mars is applying. Mars moves faster than Saturn. Mars is moving toward Saturn. And once Mars gets to, gets to 19 and the seconds that Saturn is at, that's when we have the perfection of the aspect. But when we have the building up of the aspect, the energy of these things culminating and, and moving toward that peak um, mirroring or that peak um, alignment, uh, the actual buildup of that is what is sometimes very profound. So when, once we get to Thursday, I'm going to actually start to break down that aspect, which will perfect then. But I do want to let you know that this energy is building throughout the week. Um, we have Mars at home in Scorpio and Saturn at home uh, in Capricorn. So um, especially on Wednesday, as we move through the week and this alignment becomes nearly exact we have mars at 19 the moon at 19 and saturn at 19 the moon is going to be trining saturn at around 11 a.m the moon is going to also be sextiling mars at around 11 a.m so we have this um, little triangle going on with sextiles and trines between the moon our motions um, in virgo wanting to get organized, wanting to um, create systems that are efficient, and um, also the involvement of Mars, the sextile, where things can flow really easily, and the trying to Saturn, where um, we might be feeling comfortable with the discipline that may be required for that to come about in a way that is efficient. So um, not to mention as well that uh, at the same, around the same time, at around noon, um, the moon is going to perfectly square the sun. So um, we've got all this energy building up um, with the moon aspecting the two masculine forces, Saturn and Mars, um, and also a square to the sun, um, another masculine force where um, the square is also very activating. So we're gonna come out of that yin waxing gibbous phase and enter the last quarter moon where we have half the moon lit and half the moon dark. And this is a time where we, we, we come into this energy of doing again for the next few days where things get busy. And because of these aspects to Saturn and Mars, we may be feeling courageous to do things in a very practical and focused manner. We may be having the stamina and the endurance to um, get a lot of work done on Thursday. And because we're having this last quarter moon in Virgo um, with the with the Virgo moon and the sun squaring off, um, the Sagittarius new moon intentions that we set may have been abstract and they may have been painted in these broad strokes since um, Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. And um, this was actually the last new moon with Jupiter in this sign, if you recall. So, um, this was a very potent new moon of really allowing ourselves to see the bigger picture. But now we're, we're having this, this square from the Virgo moon to the Sagittarius sun 
Um, this will really help us to narrow our focus on what actually may need to happen in order for that bigger picture to really come full circle by the time we reach the next new moon and we plant a whole new seed in relation to the things that we've been growing and developing with. So this is a time as we come into Wednesday of um, rethinking and reorienting ourselves in relation to those new moon intentions and integrating the experiences that have come about during this full moon cycle and pivoting as needed to approach things with greater ease wherever you feel that your expression is being blocked wherever you feel that your intention and your action are not lining up and how you can do that so at around 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, um, the moon is also going to trine Pluto perfectly. So this is going to help us to expand around a particular truth that may, may have been causing us some harm. Um, so this is a, an opportunity to release old beliefs that taint our ability to be present and to be grateful for the changes as they are happening. It's an invitation to let certain things die so that new things can arise. So on Wednesday night, if you're starting in our afternoon, if you're starting to feel some, you know, transformation going on, um, I would call in the energy of Pluto and thank this energy for um, facilitating your expansion and your growth. And then finally, on Wednesday night, we're going to have the moon in a trine to Venus. So this is a very lovely energy. And you will notice that this is also the last week of Venus in the sign of Capricorn. Later this week, she's gonna move into Aquarius. So as she moves through the final degrees of the sign, you may notice that as we're moving through this beginning stage of the week, um, many of our interactions are going to be quite strategic, quite business oriented. And the experiences that we have and the connections that we make will leave a lasting impression. So um, with the moon in a, sec in a trine, excuse me, to Venus, um, and Venus is also in this stellium with Saturn and Pluto, um, this might be a very beautiful evening to sort of celebrate any of the productivity that came through on Wednesday and to spend time with friends or to spend time enjoying and um, pleasing yourself in some way, allowing yourself to be indulgent and artistic or even romantic to celebrate um, some of the transformations that have been happening in your business or in the structure of your life or getting allowing yourself to get more organized so that is Wednesday and then as we move into Thursday um, we're going to wake up with that um, trying from Venus and the moon separating and by 6 a.m. Eastern time or 6:40 a.m. Eastern time, um, the the moon is going to move into the sign of Libra. So I think that this is when things are really going to start feeling more official in terms of us taking action on things because we're going to have the Libra moon um, squaring the nodes and also squaring this Capricorn stellium, where we have Jupiter and Saturn, the South Node, Pluto and Venus and of course um, also the North Node in Cancer um, and I, directly opposite this T-square between the Moon and all this Cancer Capricorn energy is Chiron and Aries. So we have uh, basically a uh, cardinal cross 
um, between all the cardinal signs and placements in these places. So cardinal energy is very activating. Um, it is the start of each of the seasons. And so this is why I think that this, this time on Thursday and Friday, especially, um, there's going to be some, um, you know, very important faded interactions, um, that, are going to require some energy, but you might be being um, experiencing those interactions based on you know previous choices that you made, some karmic connections that are going to be happening on this day almost effortlessly. But um, these connections will also be teaching you things uh, about discipline, about nurturing, about tribe, and about healing, and the things that um, are here for you to have a healing experience with. So, um, with the moon in Libra, this is a sign that is ruled by Venus. And so this is a, a very artistic energy. Um, so it is also about relating and being social. Um, so you can expect that, um, on Thursday and Friday, especially that you might be feeling super social and, um, wanting to be achieving more while also finding a way to maintain an incredible sense of balance since the feeling the intuition that we're going to be having is going to be in libra while we're experiencing this cardinal cross so um finding the balance between working and and playing and working and resting um finding the balance between uh self initiate initiation and um self-assertion and also working within partnership and um, within community to get the support that you need. So um, as we move into the rest of the day, uh, we're also gonna have the moon perfectly uh, square Jupiter. So that will be at 11.33 a.m. Eastern time. And so we may be driven to make a change based on the challenges that are presenting themselves to us. And recent causes for our suffering may be met with greater compassion and the desire to just make it right. There may be some wisdom that comes through with this square to Jupiter, the planet of wisdom and knowledge through the Akashic records, through this ability to expand and see the bigger picture. Um, so with that comes compassion, with that comes context. And from that context, we can then shift things as needed. So the desire to make a change may be strong on this day, on Thursday and even Friday. Um, so it may be useful to remind yourself of what has been working and to build from there. Um, you may need to be careful not to overcompensate or to overexpend your energy in a way that is, um, you know, not respecting your body, not respecting your boundaries but instead to really make an accurate assessment of what's on your plate and to, to work from there. Um, on this day on Thursday, we're also going to have Mars perfectly sextile Saturn at 5 a.m. So let me just turn my clock back a little bit so we can see this on the screen. So at 5 a.m. on Thursday morning, we're going to see uh, Mars reach that exact second of perfectly sextiling Saturn. So this is actually a very rare transit. Um, the last time that we had Mars at home in Scorpio and, and Saturn at home in Capricorn was in 19, 
89. So it was about 30 years ago um, that we had this energy. Well, no, let me. It was about 20 years ago, excuse me. Um, I'll, I'll show you the chart. I have it. So in uh, 1989, on November 19th, um, this was the last time that we had Mars in Scorpio um, in a square with Saturn in Capricorn. So um, during this time, actually, um, we had Jupiter and Saturn completely opposing one another. And uh, just for, you know, just for, I guess, the sake to show you guys, this is kind of crazy. Um, the last time that Mars sextiled Saturn perfectly um, in their home signs, both of these planets in their home signs, not only was the, the aspect perfect, but Jupiter was also opposing Saturn perfectly. Uh, Venus and Neptune were also perfectly conjunct Saturn as well. Um, so the moon was also conjunct the south node. So um, it's just interesting that we have Jupiter now nearly conjunct Saturn. And the last time that we had the energy of Mars in a sextile with Saturn, Jupiter was sitting opposite. So I just find that really interesting. And coming back to this Thursday alignment, um, this energy is um, one where we have just so much stamina to work on things that are in alignment with our highest form of integrity. And we have the courage. Mars is the planet of courage. Scorpio is the nighttime warrior, it is the yin expression of the warrior. And it is the one that is willing to keep digging and keep digging and investigating and going deep, going beneath the layers and exposing the truth. The Me Too movement was when we had Jupiter in Scorpio, where all the truth is exposed. So there may be things in your life right now in this week that have just been surfacing, surfacing, surfacing. And these might be shadows of truth. You know, sometimes we carry around things that um, appear to be truth, but might not actually be supporting us. So I think there is a bit of purging going on um, because Saturn also helps to eliminate and to cut things out and to create boundaries. So um, uh, Saturn is also an archetype of integrity and of discipline. So this is a time to start new traditions that might actually be, be formed with very little effort. And there may be the opportunity for you to start to shift things positively and to think about the way that you are relating to groups because sextiles are of the energy of Venus. So relating comes into the equation here. And there's an opportunity for us to align our willpower, Mars, with commitments, Saturn, that keep us on track with our divine destiny to create what we are here to create. We also have the South Node in Capricorn. So um, there is this needing to integrate skills and talents and lessons and karma from the past into what we are creating right now. So some of the things that you've been called to all of these years that you feel grounded in, you feel rooted in, this is a time to pull that stuff out and to integrate that into what you are creating and to, to not forget the past and to not forget your ancestors and um, all the things that you've gone through um, to bring you where you are now. So this is a time of cooperating of collaborating with people to to bring out this message of truth that is coming through you 
And I also think that with Saturn here in this sextile to Mars, um, which often reminds me of this like youthful warrior, this uh, very strong archetype that has um, time to learn. And Saturn is the archetype of wisdom, but but it is he is beyond Jupiter. He's a little bit farther out from Jupiter, and um, he has he has rings on him. So the wisdom comes from setting those boundaries, from knowing your limits. This is where Jupiter tends to um, have its flaw, where we can see the expansiveness and we believe in the expansiveness, but Saturn helps to narrow our focus on what we can do now within the boundaries and the restrictions that we have. And also Saturn is the archetype of um, mastery and of wisdom through repetition and hard work. So there may be people in your life that are passing down their wisdom to you, that are relating to you and recognizing your strength, recognizing your potential and want to collaborate with you. They want to um, support you in your willpower and your strength. Um, and you might be someone that is also passing the torch, whether it's to a child or to uh, a student or to a coworker. There is this passing of the torch that I think that we're all moving through, which are profound initiations of maturity. So I, I'm really excited to see this energy culminating this week, and I think it's very powerful. Um, and so again, this will be Thursday morning at 5 a.m. that we see this energy peeking out. And as we move into the day on Thursday, there are some other, um, you know, very interesting aspects to take a look at. And that is also that at 11.19 p.m. Eastern Time, Mercury is going to perfectly square Neptune. So let me just calculate that on my chart for us. So in the evening, just before midnight, uh, Mercury in Sagittarius, his fall sign, is going to square um, Neptune in Pisces perfectly. So this is an energy where there might be uh, difficulty focusing. Um, you might need that time again to rest your mind. Um, any squares to Mercury at this time is definitely, uh, uh, it's going to be easier for us to really just allow ourselves to uh, let it pass and to use our mental capacities for details and specifics once we've moved through that that um, initiatory window of, of realizing what change needs to happen. So with Mercury squaring Neptune, we may be driven to figure out how to pull our dreams down from the cloud as I like, I've been sharing. like um, There are some dreams that we might have um, and I say I've been sharing, I, I was talking a lot about this at Cosm this weekend and, and with Jen, my friend, about, um, you know, that we might have these dreams in the cloud, like we can see them um, within future potentials. And it is Neptune that kind of supports us in the, in the visionary process of seeing that. And so with this square to Mercury, we may be trying to pull those dreams down and figuring out how to truly transform them into reality. So there might be some pieces of that that are starting that can that can be more fully embodied. So it is it is this opportunity to trust the clarity that is coming through and to make time to simply listen to what is coming through for you in relation to your mental 
beliefs around your dreams and how to actually redirect your focus, whether it's through mantras, through journaling, and even your spoken word. It can be through um, what you're consuming. Um, I went to a water bar today and took a workshop on being aware of when we drink, we can infuse an intention into what we are drinking. So there are so many ways that we can uh, focus our mind to create what it is that we want. So I invite you to do that this week as uh, we have Mercury in this square to Neptune where it might feel like, you know, it's hard to really connect the dream vision that we're feeling so inspired by and bringing it down to earth with mercury in this sign of his fall but through these little um, intention settings and um, acknowledgement of what is coming through it allows it to continue to seep into reality so finally on thursday this is the last day of venus in capricorn so again this week and especially on thursday you may be feeling intensity gaining momentum around our projects and our relationships our um relationship with our money and our ability to manifest that in a way that actually feels more in alignment more structured more grounded and um sustainable so there may be a desire to change structures and establish new patterns that serve our desires to experience more love, Venus, art, Venus, play, Venus ruling the energy of children. Um, so this is our last opportunity to really pay attention to the ways in which we're wanting to integrate that into the structure that Saturn and Jupiter are going to be helping us to compress as we move into this 2020 energy, which I'm really excited to uh, begin sharing more with you um, very soon. Um, and of course, you can meet me in Brooklyn for for this 2020 ceremony that I'm going to be hosting with my friend Joshua. Um, but just know that with Venus here, um, as we come into the end of the week on Thursday, um, these new patterns that we are infusing, this, this uh, ability to invite people into our lives that help us to feel more love, help us to feel more creative, um, these dynamics will last a long time. So pay attention to what you are subscribing to um, and you know create from there. And Friday, the moon is still going to be in the sign of Libra. And Libra is the sign that is ruled by Venus. So we will probably feel a big shift as we come into Friday because Venus is going to change signs. Uh, Venus is going to move into the sign of Aquarius at 1.41 a.m. on Friday. So when we wake up, if you're on the East Coast especially, or, or even the West Coast or in the United States, we're going to notice the shift on Friday of Venus in a completely different sign. And Venus rules how we relate. Um, she rules projects and our passions and our ability to be artistic. So um, with Venus moving into Aquarius, there may be this uh, feeling of wanting to be with people, to be in community. Uh, Aquarius is this archetype that is often the, the synonym that I like to think about with Aquarius or the visual is the stars versus Leo. It's, its opposite counterpart is the sun. 
and Aquarius is all the stars and everything else around it. It is the community. It is the creation of everything into being. It is the compression of material reality within space. Saturn is the ruler of Aquarius. So um, Aquarius does have a connection to time and material manifestation. Um, but Aquarius is also the fixed air sign. So um, once we have the material, there's everything that exists around that. Like this cup is in material reality thanks to Saturn and Capricorn, but Saturn then evolves and then also is this energy of the space around that that is in some way fixed. Um, at the energy, the air in this room right now is fixed within one space. So Aquarius helps us to think about and innovate the way that we relate to what is in our space. So it is a very activating energy for changing up uh, the way that we relate to people, especially with Venus now in this sign. So it'll be an opportunity to see more spontaneity in your relationships and, and this electricness. Um, Aquarius's uh, modern ruler is also Uranus. And Uranus is the, the planet that is often associated with electricity and um, sudden change. So relationships might be um, moving through some, some major shifts uh, of that are ho hopefully allowing you to feel more electrified in a good way, um, helping you to feel more sensual in a way that is very creative and also somewhat detached. Aquarius is also described as being one that is detached and um, very intellectual. So you might be connecting with people that really understand the way that you think. Um, and it's an opportunity to really experiment with your expression and to embrace how weird you are in your relationships and in your creative projects and to love yourself for your own uniqueness and your own individual talents and your own strengths and how you are a star within this galaxy, within this community on earth as a human, you know, shining your light and um, contributing to the greater whole, contributing to humanity. So the moon is going to be in Libra on Friday, ruled by this Aquarian energy. So you, again, you might notice the shift between Friday and Thursday with the moon in Libra being ruled by Venus in different signs. And as we move into the morning, um, the moon will perfectly uh, sextile Mercury in Sagittarius. So this is a much more easeful energy as opposed to the square, which we experienced with the moon in Virgo. And um, Mercury in a sextile to the moon is great energy for communication and mental clarity. Um, it's very smooth and enjoyable for travel as well, um, since Mercury rules travel and um, Mercury is also in Sagittarius. So you might be um, inspired to do some long distance traveling. I'm actually going to be doing some long distance traveling myself on this day and going to New York City um, to plan for our 2020 event um, uh, that I'm doing at, at Heel House with Joshua. Um, so keep that in mind. Thursday, a Friday morning is great for communication. Um, as we move into the day, um, the moon is also going to be squaring Saturn and Pluto 
in Capricorn. So the square to Saturn is going to perfect at 3 p.m. Eastern time and the square to Pluto is going to perfect at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. So this is a really supportive energy for focusing on your work and building on your divine purpose to be taking action and figuring out where you're feeling blocked so that you can move past it. The square to Saturn may help you to see uh, some obstacles in your way or some things that you need to become more disciplined with or more clear with. And um, just so long as you can, you know, give yourself the time that's, you know, necessary for that kind of growth, that kind of maturity, you will be great. You will do fine. Um, sometimes these squares to Saturn can bring about a bit of um, somberness or depression. So keep that in mind. And, you know, the square to Pluto as well can um, bring up feelings like shame or um, repression. So um, take action in a way that is compassionate and let your thoughts fuel that transformation of the maturity that you see yourself moving into as you go into Friday evening. All right, and on Saturday, we still have the moon in Libra, um, and the moon will move into Scorpio at the very early start of the day, but before the moon does move into Scorpio, it's going to perfectly sextile the sun in Sagittarius at 6.45 a.m. Eastern time. So this energy on Saturday morning is very harmonious. It is going to help us to shift our perspective to see what is possible, and it may feel quite boundless and quite expansive, and it'll be an opportunity to restore your trust in the process and to see the beauty in that bigger picture, to see the beauty in the relationships that you've been cultivating, and to trust in the change that you can feel building up because we also have the moon opposite Uranus. Um, and the sun is also at the very edge of Sagittarius on this Saturday morning because the solstice, which just means the sun is going to move into the sign of Capricorn, that solstice point where we have that shift, it is going to activate us into a completely different vibrational state. So on Saturday, um, I think it's a really good time to think about how this season has been for you and um, the things that you're proud of. It's a really good time to give thanks before entering a new cycle. So this sextile to the sun um, is a really beautiful, harmonious energy to help us prepare ourselves to enter a whole new paradigm. And then as we move into the day, um, the, the moon is going to shift into the sign of Scorpio. And Scorpio is the fixed water sign and so it is going to help us focus on our, our mind and our, our awareness on our emotional being. And um, we'll be more comfortable diving beneath the surface and uncovering new realization and, realizations and discoveries about ourselves. And we also have Mars here in this sign now ruling the moon. So there may be this like drive to um, bring some of the things that we feel very passionate about into our reality and um, we might find ways of really simplifying mixing our intuition with our 
I guess, egoic desires and how we can kind of blend those two as the moon is applying in its conjunction to Mars. So you'll definitely want to be aware of, you know, doing things in integrity, doing things um, with respect to the divine nature of all beings and to keep yourself in check by not going too far with your courage or being daring or bold, um, but instead to allow yourself, allow that passion that you might feel building within you to help you to protect whatever it is that um, you are working to build and even allowing yourself to become more introverted during this time because Scorpio is that, that archetype that buries beneath the sand um, and it is through that, that, that willingness to go deep within ourselves that we become courageous. So you'll start to see that coming through on Saturday. And um, to start the day, the moon is going to square Venus newly in Aquarius, and it's also going to oppose Uranus. So that square to Venus is going to be at 10.51 a.m. And the opposition to Uranus is going to be a quarter to one. Uh, so that's 12.45 p.m. Eastern time. So basically we have um, the moon in a T-square between Uranus and Venus. So um, there might be the feeling that there is this electric change that is happening within our relationships that we're figuring out how to honor. So you may need some space from interacting with others as you're processing this. When the moon is squaring Venus, it often creates some separation and tension within our relationships um, because we're all trying to figure out what we value in some way and how we want to move forward with that. So um, with this opposition from the moon and Venus also now in this square to Uranus, there may be some surprises in relationships, some faded innovation that's happening, and also loving opportunities that help us heal and experience more passion and more authentic expression. So welcome the new, don't resist it, and trust in the process of um, the new style that is emerging within you of how you want to be relating. And as we move into the day on Saturday, um, we're going to have the moon perfectly sextile Jupiter at 3.20 p.m. Eastern Time. So at 3.20 p.m. Eastern Time, we're going to see this sextile to Jupiter, which is a very joyful energy in terms of relating to others. It's also a very supportive energy for uh, being with the earth, potentially traveling, um, learning and, and expanding. So, um, because I think that, uh, Jupiter is in this cardinal earth sign, um, many of us might feel very grounded to stay in one place with this equinox and keep things simple, keep things, um, create an opportunity for us to experience the solstice in a way that is really harmonious and easygoing and just joyous. So if there's a way that you can spend the equinox, the longest night of the year, and this will be um, when the sun moves into the sign of Capricorn at 11.20 uh, p.m. Eastern time. So um, this will bring us into it, the new a whole new season, winter season, in the northern hemisphere and summer in the south and this is known as the birth of the sun and this energy is thought to be a one of emergence so there is a graphic that i wanted to share with you all um, let me just pull it up real quick so this is a graphic that i created based on 
a book from Dimitri George, no, uh, from, yes, Dimitri George. Um, all right, so you can see it on my screen now. Um, this is the eightfold cycle of transformation of the lunar phases. And if we can see the connection between the lunar phases and the seasons. So when we are moving through the winter solstice on this diagram, we can see that there is the new moon symbol because during the winter solstice, this is the darkest night of the year. This is when the sun stays below the horizon for an extended period of time, it seems, and then eventually arises. And this is a symbolic time of the sun being reborn. Um, this is where we get the connection to archetypes like Jesus um, being born again. And um, this is a time of new seeds being germinated. So in the fall and um, in the depth of us moving into the darkness, we are releasing seeds. We are releasing some intentions based on what is dying and what is remaining. And it is through the winter solstice that we begin to germinate these seeds. We begin to water them and and allow them to come to life so on the outer edge of this diagram you can see incarnate into my new being emerge and protect and project a summary of this new moon and winter solstice energy is that of emergence so coming back to our chart on this equinox you know during this equinox time this is one of allowing ourselves to really think about what it is that we're trying to create in this whole new cycle of the sun being reborn. And um, in particular with this solstice, we have so much energy in Capricorn right now. And this is allowing us to prepare for so much rebirth that's gonna happen on our planet in relation to systems and our government and our money's our money management um, anything that has to do with the material and what we do with these material things with what we know and how we make use of that there's so much being uh, reborn through this Capricorn season and there is this opportunity for us to prepare for the year ahead, to, to start to plan, to start get, to get organized, to strip down our focus to those bare bones and to redefine what we want to be held responsible for. And to allow ourselves to direct our attention to taking responsibility for what we are truly able to build upon and to trust in the higher order of things and to recognize our destiny within that. This is an opportunity to choose how to make the most of our position in this life right now, in the present moment, and to be efficient with the time that we have here on earth. It's no wonder that, you know, the darkest night of the soul, we are reborn and the energy that rules this rebirth is Saturn because it is our responsibility. It is a responsibility to be here on this planet at this time. It is our responsibility to make the most of our resources, our limited resources, and to recognize our limits and to create within that. 
So I invite you to think about that as we move into the solstice energy and you begin to think about, you know, what 2020 means for you and the kinds of uh, systems that you want to support and uh, lifestyles that you want to support and and also thinking about that that karmic connection, the past skills and abilities and gifts, even debts, karmic debts that are starting to be paid off as we move through all this Capricorn energy. You know, the South Node is not just about uh, releasing, you know, the bad, releasing the negative. It could also be releasing uh, karmic debt that someone that the universe owes you for doing good in the world. So it's an opportunity to really pay attention to the skills and abilities that you have and how to release information that you've acquired from the past to support your potential and to recognize your capabilities and to integrate that into the present moment. So blessings to you on this solstice. We're going to move to Sunday. So by the time we get to Sunday, the moon will be in its waning crescent phase in the sign of Scorpio. So this is an energy of the things of this cycle, this whole lunar cycle in Sagittarius beginning to wind down. Um, this is the this is the phase just before the new moon is the waning crescent phase of the moon. And so this is a yin phase of releasing and restoring our energy of releasing the seed from the fruit so in this lunar cycle we have cultivated our intentions we've grown a flower that has then produced a fruit we've eaten the fruit and now the seed is falling into the earth so with that falling we allow ourselves to rest we allow ourselves to let things fall away and prepare for the next cycle and this waning crescent moon is going to be in the sign of scorpio and it is also going to be conjunct Mars in a trine to Neptune and a sextile to Saturn and Pluto on Sunday. So to culminate all of this energy, just to start the day, the moon is going to perfectly uh, trine Neptune at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So Saturday night, you're going to be feeling this trine building to Neptune. So this is a really wonderful energy for really digging deep into those dreams. So if you haven't had time or you don't have time this week to really, you know, write out some of these responsibilities that you want to start to take ownership of and enjoy the process of Saturday night is going to be a really good night to really allow yourself to dream up that that information that can direct your purpose for the rest of this cycle. Um, Saturday morning, you might find that you're, you know, needing rest. You might be sleepy. Um, so if you can't, I'm sorry, Sunday morning. So Sunday morning, allowing yourself to rest some, um, especially before noon. And then as we move into the evening at around 7 p.m., the moon is going to perfectly sextile Saturn. And around 10 p.m., the moon is going to perfectly sextile Pluto. And at 10.30, this conjunction between the moon and Mars is going to perfectly align. So um, let me just calculate that on my chart for you. And so we're going to have the conjunction of the moon and Mars perfectly sextiling over to Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn. So this is going to definitely add some, some juice to that um, 
alignment I was talking to you about earlier in the week with, you know, Mars and Saturn bringing this fusion of passion and um, integrity into the things that we are doing and feeling like there's this potential for things to shift in a way that is actually easeful. Uh, sextiles are ruled by Venus. So um, things that once scared us since this alignment between the conjunction of the moon and, and, and Mars uh, is going to sextile Pluto perfectly. Things that used to scare us, things that we used to be fearful of, I think that once we get to Sunday, we will start to see that it's all here for us. We are blessed. We are um, given the opportunity in this lifetime to be constantly transforming. So welcome that transformation, welcome healing, especially as you come into the evening on Sunday, you might be feeling motivated to do something with this energy, um, with the moon conjunct Mars, um, it is very energetic and it does uh, inspire us to make quick decisions and to be a leader in some way. So um, Sunday night, you might be called to um, make use of that in some way after you've had some time to rest in the morning on Sunday. And there are other aspects actually that are um, perfecting, which I want to close with. Um, we have Venus uh, perfectly aligning with Uranus on Sunday morning, just after that solstice alignment. So let me come back to our chart. And so at, at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday morning, Venus is going to perfectly align in her square to Uranus. So we did see this um, earlier when we had... Uh, the moon at the edge of Libra and that T-square between these energies. So we're going to be feeling it. We've already kind of reviewed it, but especially on Sunday morning, there might be this clarity, very clear um, awareness of what needs to change in relationship. There may be the desire for innovation um, to ease certain tensions that you're feeling and to be of greater service to yourself and humanity in making those changes. There may be an opportunity for you to find new ways to get grounded and to find nourishment in your projects and relationships based on this alignment coming to fruition. So just to give you a peek into the rest of the week ahead and to bring your awareness to some of these aspects coming up in the following week, we're going to have the sun perfectly in a trine to Uranus now that the sun is in the earth sign of Capricorn. Um, so that trine from the sun to Uranus and also the sun building in a conjunction to Jupiter is going to be the mega highlights of next week. So I hope that you look forward to that forecast and I definitely look forward to sharing it with you. Um, you can definitely <laughs> look forward to some opportunities for uh, expansive ways of, of changing the systems that um, support your beliefs, that support your desire for freedom we are going to definitely be stepping into that as we move into the holiday season hello beautiful soul i wanted to come in here and take a moment to share with you more information about the 2020 New Year's Eve ceremony that I'm hosting with my new friend Joshua Dorfman, who is a Reiki master and vortex healer. He's also a sound healing master and has been working 
in Brooklyn, in New York City, in Manhattan for the last seven years hosting ceremonies and guided meditation. So he is a master at his craft and found me through the interwebs and invited me to be a part of this amazing ceremony that he is guiding. And I'm going to be co-facilitating with him to guide the community in an understanding of what 2020 means for us all. So if you are looking for something to do on New Year's Eve, it would be an honor to have you come join us. Um, it is going to be at a place called Heal House in Brooklyn. This is a yoga and wellness studio that offers all types of wellness services. Um, I'm going to leave their website down below. So I totally invite you to go check it out. Um, I'm so honored to be serving the community from this space because the work they do is, you know, very healing and very much in alignment with what I believe our world needs. So this event is going to be from 8.30 p.m. until 1.30 in the morning Eastern time. And it is going to be, I'm gonna read off what all of this event includes and I'm also gonna leave it in the description below so you can see it, see it. But it's going to be a 2019 reflection of the lessons and the blessings that came through for you. There's also going to be a discourse on human connection and the importance of this human dynamic and being aware of our energetic relations and how we have energetic cords that connect us all. So there will be a ceremony for cord cutting to release connections to people or situations that you feel are draining your energy and it's about realigning yourself with feeling centered in your own energy and not being pulled in any direction by someone else's needs or desires um, but of course being compassionate to them and praying for them but creating space for you to heal and for them to heal without too much um, attachment that can become unhealthy so we will be doing a cord cutting meditation and we also will be doing mantra chanting and there will be a sound bath shamanic journey that joshua will lead us through um, with his singing bowls um, we will have a discussion on the cosmic law of manifestation followed by intention setting for the entire new year that is upon us. We will also have a group oracle reading and I will give a full 2020 astrological overview um, going over the themes of 2020, the most pivotal moments and the outlook for each specific zodiac sign and advice for each specific zodiac sign. So I do plan on sharing some of this wisdom with you guys through the web, but I definitely think that this in-person event is going to be profound. So if you can join us, it would be an honor. Um, we will be providing handouts and there will be lots of conversation, community, and love in this New Year's Eve. So this is January 31st, 2019. We're going to be entering the new year together in this space of healing and community. So if you'd like to join us, the ceremony is $144 per person. It is a very limited space. So if you are interested, I think there's only space for about 20 people to join us. So register your spot. I'm giving you about... Um, two weeks notice so it would be awesome to have this event fill up and I, I almost guarantee that it will be so if you want to join us please do it would be an honor to have you the description um, of this event and the link to it is in the bottom of this episode
It's time for the rune of the week. Runes are an alphabetic script derived from Germanic and Norse culture. They are symbols that contain deep meaning and have been used as an oracle for thousands of years. My mother passed this tradition of reading runes to me, and I am so honored to share it with you now. So the rune that came up for this week is Burkana, which means love, prayer, and growth. And this rune is so powerful to me because we have so many alignments that are speaking to the potential for growth, whether it's um, Venus and the sun interacting with Uranus, or if it's Mars in his home sign, sextiling Saturn in his home sign, which by the way, we're not going to have that aspect again until 2047. So it's not going to be for the next 30 years that we have the potency of Mars, the, the, the archetype that rules our willpower and our drive to do, and Saturn, the one that really anchors things into reality. This is an opportunity for us to grow and to grow from a place of love and prayer. Um, I think that prayer is something that's really been coming through quite strong in, in my communications with people this weekend. And, um, you know, it's always during this time where we are in darkness or we're moving through the darkest night of the year that we pray. We pray for the light. We pray for the love. So I invite you to take the pressure off if you're feeling any pressure about 2020, you're feeling any pressure about all of these alignments that the astrologers and myself are going to be talking to you about, about this Capricorn energy and the economy and all of that, take the pressure off and replace it with prayer. And that can help you to really feel grounded in the present moment and to feel grateful for the growth that is inevitable through your love. So with that, my loves, I hope that you have a beautiful week. Know that you are you are worthy of so much and that your life is a garden that you are growing. Thank you for listening to this week's horoscope. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, whether you're listening on iTunes or on YouTube or any other platform, Spotify, Podbean, all the places, please subscribe. And if you can leave a comment or leave a review, it so helps to let me know how this information is resonating with you. And it also supports the algorithm which this network exists upon, the social proof that you are here and you appreciate this message and you want it to spread to more people. So your comments, your reviews, your shares, your tagging in your stories, all of these projections of your experience through this work in, in, in connecting to my message um, really helps to spread it. So I want to encourage you to do that and just thank you for being here and thank you for being you and thank you for being a part of this creative revolution that is mankind and we are moving into a whole new decade in just a few weeks and it is my honor to be connecting with you in this way and um, I wish you a blessed week and I look forward to connecting with you next week as well. May you live in alignment now and always.